Hello, everyone. Um, as you can tell, sadly, we just can't get ourselves together here. And so <laughs> our last session, we didn't have Father Kid. That's true. Um, granted, he was out of quarantine. His was just being careful with uh, Christmas masses coming. But now we're down one more. Um, Lauren is currently in quarantine. So she will be back with us during our next recording session. But for today, you have Father and I. So let's get started. So welcome to Quarantine. I'm Athena Getze. And I'm Father David Kidd. And um, I am excited to do this episode with you guys. This this is a really cool topic this week, talking about the church and why the heck she even matters. But before we do that, I would like to invite you guys to download the Awaken app. So if you follow the link on the screen, you can um, find a little bit more information about uh, the new Awaken app. Or you can go to the App Store and download it. It's a really cool way to get in touch with either the hosts here at Quarantine or any host or just see um, what's going on in our Catholic community. Um, and if you super love and would like to support what we're doing here, uh, we ask that you join Awaken Nation. So again, you can go to awakencatholic.org slash donate. You can um, help support us for the cup the price of a cup of coffee. Um, and if you're like me, it's January and you're trying new things and I even cut coffee out of my diet. <laughs> so definitely have the fun sitting around. So if you'd like to support us, um, we really encourage you to check that out and join our Awakened Nation. Um, and lastly, which is a really cool thing, is we... Um, we have a sponsor here with Casa Bella, um, and I would love to tell you a little bit about Casa Bella. Casa Bella is one is a one-stop shop for all things clean. If you live in the Northwest Ohio area, Casa Bella is the ideal option to keep your residence, commercial, or new construction clean. Casa Bella is one of the only services in Northwest Ohio that provides deep and professional carpet cleaning. Most importantly right now during the pandemic, keeping your home and offices clean and COVID-19 free is of the utmost importance, and it happens to be a specialty of theirs. That includes doorknobs, light switches, surfaces, ATMs, literally everything. Get the peace of mind knowing your home or commercial environment is professionally clean by visiting casabeacleaning.info today. Um, so that was really good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm trying to learn to memorize that. So I'm not reading it, but it's just written so beautifully. I just, you did. You um, thank you. So today the church, the church is a big kind of broad topic. Um, but I think especially when I was younger and even today, there's times that, um, we live in a society obviously that doesn't totally support the Catholic church, right? Like it's a lot of what we're taught in society is very different than what the Catholic Church is teaching us. Um, so I thought today we could just dive into, like, why do we have the church? Where did she come from? Um, and why is she important to us? And also maybe why why she's a she. Yeah, that's so good. Because yeah. that one I get asked a lot. So let's start there. Definitely. Why, why Father, yeah, is why? the Catholic Church a she? That's a great question. I'll ask you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know what's so good is, you know, when we talk about the church, we always talk about the church in relationship to Christ, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's never like Christ by himself doing his own thing or the church by itself doing its own thing. It's always the groom, Christ, and his bride, 
the church. And I think that complementarity, which we see expressed, of course, with masculine and feminine expressed, shows you know really how beautiful God desires to not only reach us in the role of Christ, his son, but of course his son begins or institutes, as we say, the church. And so the feminine aspect that we talk about the church is, is a complementarian. It's it's always reflecting the light of the Son of God. It's always reflecting the light of Christ. And so that's why we also say it's holy church, right? Its members mess up all the time. <laughs> we do stupid things. We do terrible things. And yet we also realize that we still call the church holy because it reflects the light of the Son, Jesus Christ. And so we always talk about Christ, Jesus, as as groom, right, and then bride than being the church. And that kind of fits perfectly because that's where the church came from. The Catholic Church comes from Christ. Not exactly. it's not like a made up thing. So if you if you didn't know where the Catholic Church comes from, it's not something that a bunch of old guys decided one day to make up. It's something that Christ has given to us. Exactly. And um, we can look right to scripture for that too, yeah. right? You know, we look to the Gospel of Matthew and Jesus says to Peter, he says, You are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Right. So directly coming from Christ himself, we read it right. In sacred scripture, often we're looking for specific things right in the Word of God, and we find it right there. And it's Christ beginning instituting the church and really looking to Peter, right, as the first pope um, mm-hmm. to take that lead. Um, and we still call him Peter today. We just actually call him Pope Francis. Yeah. Um, and that's a 2,000 year tradition of the church that's been maintained because we know God says, I will be with you always. Jesus says that, right? And so he asks this beautiful thing called the Holy Spirit right, the third person of the Trinity, to dwell within his church, right, and to sure that God is always with us um, in the midst of the world in which we live. So my next question, because I get this one a lot oh, yeah. um, from kids of all ages, not just teenagers, but sure. mostly teenagers, um, is I think, like, why do we have so many rules? Oh, yeah. Right? Because when when we look from a worldview at the Catholic Church— um, and you'll hear this a lot when we talk about like definitely like social justice, social justice issues. Sure. I'm going to get that out. Yeah. Um, that like we have so many rules and it's always tell- like she's always telling us what we can't do, not right. like what can we do, but like yeah. what we can't do. Um, so maybe we can dive into that a little bit and yeah. just like definitely. why, why those are important. Yes. You know, I think part of it is we realize, and I think a good way of talking about this and why we have. Um, the rules to which the church gives us um, for how to live. I think think about it like you're on the top of a mountain, right? And you've got some pretty dangerous cliffs that you could, could quickly fall right down into. However, you have this beautiful plot of land on the top of the mountain, right? What the church provides is, I think, a nice perimeter for us, a nice fence on which to live in total freedom. And the church says, you know, really the joy to which you're going to experience the love that you're going to experience is best um, done and lived out upon this spot and I has those that. perimeters around it. And and I think that helps us kind of see, oh, so the walls aren't there to keep us out or to take away our freedom or restrict us in some way, but actually to ensure that we're living a safe, holy, healthy life within those walls so that we're not falling prey to the cliffs that fall down before us. And that could be sin, that could be bad habits, that could be false beliefs about God. Um, And that's what I think is so beautiful about what the church provides for us, first and foremost, 
instituted by Jesus, right? So he, I think, knows what he's doing. Well, and I think I always think of it as um, like a parent, especially to like a toddler. Because I know teenagers, I get it. I was a teen once. When our (laughs) parents are strict or like give us rules, we're like, you don't know what you're doing. I would not parent my kids this way. I hear that all the time from teens. I am sure I said that to my mom so many times. But if you look at it more from like a toddler viewpoint, right? Um, Parents have rules for a reason. Like I can't just let Roman and Theo stick like butter knives in outlets, right? Like there's a there's a reason for that or a reason that they can't touch the stove and it's to keep them safe um, and to help them become better part of the world. And I think sometimes when we think of the Catholic Church, we think of her as like pulling us away from the world um, and like keeping us in these closed doors to be like, this is what everyone in this area does and you can't leave the church and you have to do it this way and like do it with these people. But really, um, I th- I always think of it as like the Catholic Church, just like our parents who form us and do the best that they can to push us into the world and like be better people. I think of the church doing the same thing because um, even as adults, like I can promise you, teenagers, that when you hit college and think you know it all, you don't. You're going to fall hard. I did it. Um my fall hard was I decided halfway through my freshman year, I'm going to live on campus and spend my entire <laughs> savings account on oh, it. No. Um, it was super fun. It was great. <laughs> I made really good friends, but I definitely did not know better and should have listened to the adults in my life that said like, yeah, maybe that's not great. <laughs> um, but I, I also knew that like I was set up to do well because yeah. my parents helped form me even when I didn't like it. I think that's a good point. I mean, look at how even sometimes parents will say, hey, be back by 10 p.m., right? Or your curfew is 11, right? That's not because they don't trust you. That's because they help create you by God's grace. And they also know what you're capable of. And they also know your limitations, you know? And they're saying, you know, in order for me to ensure that you're safe and sound and hopefully good for the next day, because uh, you have school or everything else going on, sports, um, going to church, that it's best that you're back by 10 p.m. That's not because they hate you or they want to take away your freedom but they see or torture you. (laughs) You're just torturing me. You don't want me to be happy. And it's like, no, actually we do. In fact, we know when you get eight hours of sleep, you're going to be so much happier that next day. Yeah. Um, And so that's why you I want you home by 10 p.m. And what I think is really cool, and it's something that actually um, the president here, Nick Delatore, brought up at a talk when he came to our youth group, is he shared um, that – in his, I don't remember how old he was then, but in his 30-something years of life, um, was there anything that he thought he knew better than the Catholic Church? So even if it was something he struggled agreeing with, was there anything, like, could the Catholic, could he know more than the Catholic Church on that? And he was like, the answer is no. So I decided to stop fighting it and instead find how I can live it. Yeah. And to me, like, that stuck with me because I was like, Oh, that's that's so true because yeah. the Catholic Church is made up of an amazing amount of people yeah. and amazing amount of brains went into into this as they developed these these rules looking at um and I don't even like to call them rules. I like to right. call them like guidelines, like more just like a guide to how to live life the correct way. And as they they came up with these, they looked at Christ's life and what he shared with us and that's where they came from and like I'm sorry, but like, who knows more than Christ? Sure. You know, like, especially about humans in general, like I can pretend I know everything I need to know about toddlers or teenage girls because, you know, like I used to be one, but like Christ knows more than that. 
And, and that's a good point because we think like the church is an expert in human nature, right? Not mm-hmm. just because we've the church has been in existence for a year, but for two thousand years, and so seeing everything under the sun, um, seeing the highs and lows of people. Um, but also, too, like, I mean, the commandments that Christ gives us is so that we can live the good life, right? He gives mm-hmm. us the Beatitudes because he knows this is the happy life. This is the blessed life. This is the fullness you've been looking for that's found in Christ and the church. And so everything that, you know, from going to Mass to, you know, ensuring we're respecting our mother and father, right, to not swearing, <laughs> to not hurting others, um, to telling the truth, all these things, because Christ knows, God knows that's going to help us live the life he wants us to live and bring us greater happiness, which ultimately we know is found in heaven um, and with God. Um, and the more we can bring others along to that, we yeah. often, I always say, you know, like— The goal in life. Yeah, like the church is the best party in town, right? Yeah. And whether you arrive late or early, we're, we're glad to have you. But right. we always say it's better to arrive on time yeah. <laughs> to the party because you don't want to miss it. Um and I think that's the beauty of the church and the wisdom, I think, um, that that Christ really saw in beginning the church. And I think the more that we change our mindset. So even if we have friends that aren't Catholic or we don't go to a Catholic school and we're being told that the Catholic church is telling us no, if we can change that mindset, right? And I know it's hard when we're a teenager because we think we have things figured out. And tr- like I was there, like I'm not I'm not dogging you guys. Like I get it. Um But like we really have no idea. And the more that we look at something, even like our parents, the more that we look at something as they're telling us we can't do these things or no, the more even in human nature that we want to rebel. We don't want to follow those rules because we don't like hearing the word no. Right. right? I'm still like that. There's times that I'm told no and I'm like, I'm going to prove you wrong. I can do that, Um, which can be good. (laughs) But um, I think the more we can change our mindset as these aren't. These aren't rules. These aren't things to tell us, like, you have to be the most boring person. If you read any of the lives of the saints, of the popes, like Pope John Paul II, he lived a crazy life, right? And I'm not saying, like, a super sinful crazy life, but if you read his, like, biography, like, holy crud, the stuff that he went through in his life definitely isn't stuff that, like, was, like, by the book, super structured, this is what the Catholic Church is saying like he he had to do some crazy things in order to profess his faith. Um, and, and I really think share a, a lot of courage. Yeah. Right? And of course, he's the one shaving right there behind Such a us beautiful, here. Such a beautiful. I love that photo. <laughs> Just shows like real like popes are human. Yes. Um, but no, I think that like. If we can look at it more as guidelines, like just guidelines as this, this is how we're supposed to live so that we can be better people, not looking at them like you're not, you're not supposed to curse, right? Okay, well, instead of reading it as like, don't curse, read it as like, maybe pushing yourself to become more creative, come up with different words. I had a friend in high school that had the funniest words that she used instead of cursing because she refused to curse. And honestly, it was way more fun. We all ended up doing it because we're like, this is hilarious. And nobody actually knows what we're saying. Like, it's right. great. Um, and I think that's a, that's so important is the more that we look at the Catholic Church as a no, the more we're going to have so many more struggles trying to follow her guidelines. And we could do that with many things in our life. You know, let's say you're in a relationship, right? Let's say you're going out with your girlfriend or your boyfriend. And you may be like, well, that- are you telling me I have to be here at such and such time? And you're like, well, yeah, if you want to pick me up and you want to go out, like, then you have to show up on this time and you have to be ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, that's so demanding. Well, why, why are you telling me I have to be here and not there? And it's like, well, don't you, 
I thought you wanted to be here, right? Yeah. And so it's in total freedom that the church really invites us to follow Christ, to follow what the church teaches, right, through its faith, doctrines of the church, because we know, like, it's the, the best way to, to do that mm-hmm. is to do it in freedom, right, rather than saying, well, like, you're, well, you're tying my hands behind my back as I'm doing it. It's just like, no, you chose that, right? And in fact, God, Christ died upon the cross for us so that we see the beauty of that, mm-hmm. so that we see actually he did that in total freedom. No one made him do that. And yeah. he did it anyway, out of love. And so love, I think what's so beautiful about it is it, it does demand great things from us. And I think propels us to things we never thought were possible because mm-hmm. we were willing to say, you know what? Someone else might know something more than me. And that's a very humble thing, right? Yeah. I think it's, it's hard. A, it's hard. And it's a good way to approach the church that way. Is that, you know what? Church has been around for 2,000 years. They may actually know something more than I have for the last 15 or 18 years. And I, I always try to challenge teenagers, and I know they, they hate it. But when there's something they don't agree with, mm-hmm. right, sure. um, especially like hot topics, abortion, um, gay marriage, if, we, if they struggle with understanding the church's teaching on it, even if they think that they know exactly why the church believes that, I always, always push people to do the research and figure out why. Because most of the time, it doesn't mean that you have to change your views or totally agree with it. But most of the time, you come to understand why she's telling us the things she's telling us. And I think that's so important because if we follow, it's just like the news. If we just read all the headlines, we don't actually know what's going on. And depending which news you ch- you tune into, you have a completely different story well, it's the same things with the Catholic Church. If we are just listening to mainstream media or what we personally think is the truth and we're not seeking the actual truth and the beauty of the church, well, no wonder it's really hard to follow her and yeah. her guidelines. We're making it up as we go. Right, like, right. And anyone can do that then at that point, right? And then yeah. you get tired and you're like, well, what's – because that person could come along and say, well, I think you're nuts and you go do whatever you want. That's, that's what's the beauty of the church is really the consistency and unity – to which the bishops in union with the Holy Father provide for the church, which is really stability, right, and unity, and that we can totally – and that's really what the beauty of which Christ began with helping the rest of the apostles point to Peter as its source of unity. Which I I always think this is so cool. I spoke at a local middle school, and it was a public school, and they brought in – they were studying like world religions, I think, or something along that line. They brought in – um a youth pastor from a non-denominational church, and then a Catholic youth minister. And I happened, the one that was lined up couldn't go, and I happened to be available. So I went, and I will never forget that this youth pastor, he's been a non-denom his whole entire life. When he, he did like a, a short little background of the Catholic church, and then I kind of went into detail. And when he did his short little background, I will never forget that he looked at me and then looked at the kids. They were sixth graders, and he said, And the one really cool thing about the Catholic Church that I kind of wish my church was more like was the fact that they are in unison. And if you go to – now he called them not masses, services. But if you go to any one of their services anywhere around the world, you know what's happening because they all follow what the Pope teaches us and what the Pope is showing us um, through his life. And I like I remember sitting there and I was like, 
did he just say that out loud? Did someone just say the Catholic Church was cool? Um, and I was an adult, so like I get it. Not everybody says that. You don't yeah. hear that unless really you're Catholic. Um, but to me, that really stuck out. And I think another really cool thing about the Catholic Church, um, and I think that quarantine and COVID has taught us this, and Lauren touched on this in one of our last episodes, I don't remember which one, um, was the fact that like the church isn't the building. Mm. Sometimes we get so wrapped up that like to keep holy the Sabbath, you just have to be in mass and that's it. Like you can do whatever else you want because you went into the building and you sat in a mass and it's so much more than that. Yeah. And the church is really made up of the people. And that's why you hear the church, um, the stories of the church in other countries where they don't have buildings. Yeah. They're hiding underground. They're, right. you know, they're doing whatever they can in, in basements or underground tunnels. And um, especially reading like the history of the Catholic church all over the world. Um, the church is really the people. The buildings are beautiful. They're great. The sanctuaries are gorgeous. And yeah, they help us, they help us gather together in community, but, but know that like, there's so much more to the Catholic church than just the building you're sitting in True. or just the parish office that you're going to visit <laughs> or just the youth room. Like there's so much more than just that building. And that's what I think is so neat about COVID is it's really pushed the church to kind of like show that more. Oh, my phone's I think going someone's off. calling you. What in the world? It could be God. I put it on silent. Maybe. I don't understand. Um, <laughs> but I think it's important for us to to realize that that there's there's so much more to the Catholic Church than just the building. And you can be a part of the Catholic Church in so many different ways and forms and um to that point too, I think, you know, often we just think, you know, like, well, there's the priest and there's those ladies that count the money at the end of yeah. <laughs> the mass. It's like, no, there's like actually like wonderful opportunities for people to serve the church mm -hmm. and, and actually in a very professional way. Um, you know, of course, we think of like the youth minister, right? But also to like musicians, people that, of course, that know business, marketing, yeah, um, all these ways in which like people are, use their gifts and talents to which they've done, whether at university or out in the world. And they realize they want to put those skill sets, that knowledge, to the benefit of Christ and his church because they see that as actually the most important mission, right? Which is to go out and baptize in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, right? To make disciples of every nation. And that's the call of Christ, and that's that's our call. Um, so that's, of course, then the purpose, right? Like, why are we here? <laughs> why did Christ institute the church, right? Um, and that's the desire to bring everyone into union with him. And I think just kind of to to end us on this topic, but I think that, um, teens, I want you to know that you matter in the church. Yeah. Like, like stop listening to the people that tell you you're too young or, um, you can't do something because I'm telling you as a youth minister, when the older generations see you in church, when they see you worshiping the Lord, when they see you praying, when they see you going to the adoration chapel, serving the poor, whatever it is, that is being Christ to others and showing your love for Christ, it changes their hearts in ways that like someone from their same generation can't do. And so the Catholic church, we need you, yeah. right? We need you. And like, when we tell you, you matter, it's not because like, oh, everybody matters, blah, blah, blah. Like that's what we're supposed to teach, right? Like, especially us youth ministers, we're telling you, you matter because you don't understand the phone calls, the emails, yeah. the comments made to us that like for real, you guys are changing the world more than a lot of us like adults can do. And so 
know that if you want to be a lector, go talk to your pastor and become a lector. Like, if that means you have to, like, demand it and force it a little bit, do that. I'm giving you permission. Stand up for your faith. If you, you know, you meet all the requirements and you want to become a Eucharistic minister, please do that. And that, and don't don't think that, like, that has to happen only at youth group or only in this setting. Like, do you realize how cool it is when a 16-year-old stands up to lecture at a morning mass at, like, 7 a.m. on a Sunday? Gives you hope for the future. Yeah, you know? and those those parishioners that are there praying, especially the older generations, that's what they're praying for because they're watching the world around them fall apart. And when you guys get up there, you're giving them that hope and that security blanket that like, hey, it's, it might be okay. Yeah. So just know that the Catholic Church needs you yeah. so much. Awesome. Awesome. Well Thank you. You're welcome. Well, that is all for this one. Thank you guys for tuning in. Check us out next time. And soon we will have Lauren back here with us. That'd be great. Awesome. We'll talk to, We'll talk later. This show and all media on Awaken Catholic is made possible by the Awaken Nation and the Hollow app. The Awaken Nation is a community of people like you who support all things Awaken for as cheap as a cup of coffee a week and get access to exclusive content. Learn more by visiting awakencatholic.org slash donate. Hollow is the only audio-guided Catholic prayer app focused on contemplative prayer and traditional Catholic meditation such as Lexio Divina, Daily Examine, and the Rosary. We here at Awaken all use Hollow every day and love it. To learn more or give it a try, visit hollow.app slash awaken.